it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to catch up with Winona Oak over Zoom video. A little over a year ago is the first time we had a chance to hang out with Winona, so she filled us in on what she has had going on over the course of the last year, which is a lot. Um, she did do a little quick recap of where she was born and raised, how she got into music, the trip to Nicaragua that she had taken, the major success she's had with the artist What So Not, and of course, the song Hope with the Chainsmokers. She was finally able to reschedule that Oh Wonder tour, which was canceled uh, right before COVID or you know, right when COVID was happening, finally rescheduled. And she's also doing a tour right after that with uh, Alec Benjamin, which is huge. We talk about her new record, Island of the Sun. Last time we spoke with her, she had put out uh, the song Nobody Loves Me for International Women's Day. It was 2021. So she talks about the origin of Island of the Sun, which is about her hometown in Sweden. And she also talks about the recent single off of her new record, Island of the Sun, called Jojo, which is a song that she wrote to herself. You can watch our interview with Winona Oak on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be awesome if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Winona Oak. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we spoke a little over a year ago. I don't know if you remember. Mm -hmm. I remember. But uh, uh, it's great to see you, and I can't wait to catch up with uh, what you've had, what you've done over the last year. I guess uh, nobody loves me was what you had or coming out last time we talked. So, ah, uh, yeah, that was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, you got a lot to, to lot to talk about. So I'm super excited. Um, but if you don't mind, we can touch on a little bit of what you talked about before because I got some follow up questions and kind of catch people up. There. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. Born and raised in a, on a little island, right? In the middle of Sweden? Yeah, exactly. Island of the Sun, it's called. It's like in the middle of Sweden. Uh, it's like a little bit up north, but I would say, yeah, like in the middle of the forest, kind of. It's in like a, it's in a lake. Is that what I remember you saying? Yeah, in the lake. You can still drive to the island, so it's not like completely isolated. It's not like you have to take a boat. Okay, you can, like there's like a bridge that goes out to it or something? Yeah, there is actually two of them. So sometimes people are like, so like, how is it like going on a boat? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I did not go on a boat my entire childhood. But <laughs> Okay, so um, you weren't like, I, I've actually interviewed somebody from, they were like in an island off the coast of Canada and was, they had to take a boat, like a ferry boat to get to school oh, yeah. and everything. So did, was your, I didn't ask you this last time, was your school like on the island? Cause you said there was what, like 900 people that lived there. Uh, there was like one school uh, from, I think I went there from when I was, um, yeah, you know, a kid until I was 12 or something. And then I had to take a school bus every day to get to like the bigger city okay so it, it would take you across to the bigger city then like across the water 
Yeah, exactly. Like um, went from when I was like 12. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, I remember you saying the violin was the first instrument you had learned. And how old were you when you did that? Five. Five yeah. was when you learned violin. Yeah. My mom was, she just loved violin, you know, as an instrument. So she really pushed me to like try and then she would join me every week. Oh, like violin did she try theater. to play as well? Or she did mm-hmm. play? Yeah. She, she, she wasn't that good. <laughs> but was she, she doing it though? As like, she like, was as much doing as you were it doing with it? me. Yeah. She was doing it together with me. So, but I guess I, you know, it's easier to learn when you're a kid. <laughs> sure. So sure. I played you- violin from, I was like five until I was 15. Okay. Wow. So you did it for about 10 years. Did she continue lessons for that long as well? Or when, when did mom go, you know what? I'm, I'm done. I think she stopped when I was like 10 or something. I think she went on for like five years. Wow. But she just, she was like, okay. (laughs) She was just over it at that point. (laughs) Yeah. She was like, you know, all the kids got so much better than the adults. So yeah. It's like when you learn a language, I mean, the brain, yeah. the child's brain just picks stuff up a lot, a lot quicker. Um, you said yeah, you exactly. hadn't picked up, you hadn't picked up a violin since last time I talked to you. Did you, have you done it yet? Or like over the past year, have you had a chance to get your hands on a violin at all? No. Okay. You told me that you wouldn't do it unless you're like in the I middle haven't. of the forest. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I need I need to, I need to try. I need to try because it's such a cool instrument and I'm so impressed by people who can play violin. Um, I just I just haven't had the opportunity, I guess, or just, yeah. you know, you're you're saying that uh, last time just that you would you're very you don't want to mess up. You don't want to be bad at something. So you said you'd have to go to like the middle of the forest to try to learn how to play it again. Yeah, I think I need to learn <laughs> to be bad at things as well because it's such a fun challenge. It's like with dancing, like I uh, I really want to learn how to dance more. But I just, I think I'm also, it's like the same thing. I'm like, oh, but I don't want to embarrass myself, you know. Right, so you, that's why I'm... You got to start yeah. somewhere. Exactly. So yeah, I'm gonna challenge myself and do just do more things that I'm not good at. It's good. Sure. It's 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 a good like challenge and it's 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 fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Well you played piano what at nine is when you started playing piano? Exactly. Yeah, I was nine when I started playing piano. So you're playing piano and violin for six years or so, five, six years. Yeah, I played uh I, I still play piano. So. Right, right. But like in between there, you were juggling both instruments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you play did. at the, in the school, like orchestra yeah. or anything? For, with yeah, both I, instruments or just the violin? Um, uh, just, I think mostly the violin. And then I would play uh, piano like at, and sing at like, just like every event possible that I could sing oh, at. Like, okay. you know, and the school year was ending or at someone's wedding or birthday or just small events. They would hire me. <laughs> oh, wow. To sing when, and play. 
When did you realize that you could sing really well? Like, how old were you when you began singing? Um, I think I, I started singing pretty early on. I would sing like in um, a choir and stuff. Oh, really? Okay. Um, but I don't know if I, I think I like maybe when I was like 14 or something and people would tell me like, oh, you know, this is nice or like they appreciated it, even though I think it wasn't that good, honestly, like listening back, <laughs> but just like um, the appreciation of like, and I just love the expression. I, I, I would sing. I remember one time I, I sang from my entire school. I was singing, uh, I will always love you. <laughs> wow. That's a challenging one too. It's such a challenging song. Like it was, probably too challenging for me at the time as well <laughs> but i just you know i took it on and i i did like a cover of it um was that for like a talent show or, or no just for the school but yeah but for this just you just said you know i'm gonna do a performance for the school like how mm-hmm. did, oh my gosh wow was that the first time you really sang i would do that a lot i would oh, perform. Okay. you do that a lot okay never mind um yeah no i did it a lot like i I was always like a pretty shy kid, but then I would always be the one like performing for everyone. So, and then people would be like, oh my God, like, who is she? Cause you know. <laughs> yeah. Was anyone else pursuing music in like on, on the Island you grew up on or in your town? Um, there's like one guy who is, who was pretty famous in Sweden. He's like on the Island. I went to his recording studio and I was, um, 16 you wouldn't know who it is because it's like very swedish but um but still you went to the his studio at 16 yeah to just hang out and like you know i was really um mesmerized by all the instruments and old synths and you know his Mm -hmm. stories um and then i would um but like other than that you know i i never even thought of us of it as like an opportunity to like actually pursue a career in music i didn't think i was ever going to have you know that type of career because i could never like see myself doing it because i didn't have anybody else around me it, it felt so far away just like something you see on like tv or read about in books mm-hmm. uh, and wow. my parents because my parents really wanted me to like educate myself and to become like a doctor or something like in their field. So, mm-hmm. and both my sisters got, you know, they were very well educated and <laughs> pursuing like very different careers. And uh, yeah, they always like pushed me to like, you need to get good grades and you need to get yourself like a real job. Oh, so <laughs> academics know? were important in your house. Mm-hmm yeah what what did your parents do if you don't mind me asking um my dad's a doctor and my mom's uh my mom's like a medical school teacher wow okay Um, so that's yeah yeah, that that makes sense then (laughs) they want you to to kind of pursue something like that but wow yeah then it's like hey mom i'm gonna dad i'm gonna be a musician yeah like it took them i think it took them like years to actually you know be like okay this is something that you can actually 
do like because it's also like such a weird world to enter mm -hmm. and to like also to explain it to someone who's not in this business it's even weirder being there like so like are you able to like live on your music you know right <laughs> They're like, let me get this yeah. straight. You just like write songs and that's it. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, yeah, that's, that is, that's it <laughs> amongst other so, things. But obviously like, yeah, mm. exactly what you're saying. It's interesting, especially coming from, you know, a family of, of doctors. It's they you're in the most kind of un, you know, just, just definitely a different experience. I would imagine yeah just um i mean i always had music in my house and my parents always like appreciated music and they loved music they would always like play a bunch of records in the house and my sister would sing and my grandma would sing and my grandpa was like playing a lot of instruments so i had music in the family but it was more it wasn't like a job really, mm -hmm. you know right it was right. just something that you do uh more as a hobby or something yeah sure <laughs> you said you went to this this recording studio at 16 years old was that before or after you had started working on i remember you telling me last time you had garage band on your computer and you would you know write songs in your room was that before or after you had went and had that experience at the studio um i think it was like before Okay. Yeah. So you kind of mm -hmm. had a familiarity with recording to some extent before you went there? Not really. Like, just <laughs> not. <laughs> um, I don't even remember what I, like, what I was recording at his studio. I think it was something, like, really silly, like a cover or something that I did. Maybe probably, like, a Coldplay cover. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, how did you meet him? Like, how did that even happen? You said he was a pretty famous just, like, guy. a neighbor. Oh, he's a neighbor. Uh, not, yeah, like not that famous, but like. But he was some, right. He was known, and he was he actually did stuff, right? I mean. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, he he had been touring with some Swedish musicians in his life, and you know, and yeah, so that was like my first experience of like a real music studio. Was that something that like lit the fire under you to want to continue to pursue music? Or, like, how did that affect you? Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You eventually moved to Stockholm, what, a couple mm -hmm. years later after that? Yeah, did, when I was what, 19, I think. Yeah. What, what took you to Stockholm? Just the music? Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to move as soon as I just finished school. So I just wanted to finish school and then move, you know? So I. Yeah, I moved when I was 19, and that's also, like, when I got introduced to, like, real, more, like, real music studios uh, and other people who were working in music, like, and it was so fun, like, I remember just sitting there, like, in the background, just looking at other artists recording and being like, wow, you know, I was really mesmerized by that entire universe of just like being able to write music and 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 write like use my stories and create art mm -hmm. i was very drawn to it but i still had like you know a lot of jobs just doing completely different things because 
I needed the money. Like I, I didn't really have like any money. <laughs> right, to, right. Um, to just sit around um, in the studio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, wow. So once you uh, get to Stockholm, like I well, actually real quick, I'm I'm curious because you talked about this a little bit last time, but we didn't touch too much on it. Was that you wrote uh, stories and poetry growing up? And you mm-hmm. said they were pretty dramatic, like to the point where even one of your teachers had to like talk to your mom or something about it. Yeah, yeah, um, I was very dramatic. <laughs> when did you start writing? Like, like, do you remember writing like as an early child? Like, when when yeah. did you start really writing? As soon as I could start writing, like as soon as I could start uh, writing, I wrote stories. Basically, in the beginning, they were very short. They could be like. Um, Emma has a friend, uh, she, it's her course, blah, 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 you know, like really short stories, but they would Mm -hmm. always be like stories about something. I remember my mom gave me for my birthday, she gave me a story about a girl, uh, and people were apparently very mean to her. So she would hide in the stable and she made best friends with, um, one of the horses. So, Yeah. Well, oh, I was wow. always writing um, about something. I would like give my teacher like a book because <laughs> I wrote so much. But I, I think it was also because I was reading so many books. I was a bookworm like from day one. I was always like, you know, the, the kid in the corner with a book. I was always like so into the world of books. I just loved reading. So, and I still love reading. So. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you still do that now? Yeah. I don't have as much time, but sure. I try to like always, at, at least like I read books or I listen to a lot of podcasts and I listen to uh, books, books like in my headphones. Oh yeah. yeah. Like audiobooks. I'm such audiobooks. a fan of that. Yeah. So I, I, but I just always loved books and I was really, uh, I was like a huge Harry Potter fan and okay. fantasy. I loved. I love like so many different types of books. I guess it came pretty naturally for me to write my own stories. Mm-hmm. And do you, um, are you still, is that what you still like to uh, read? Or is it like more fantasy novels? No, oh, okay. not. I, I mean, I, I love fantasy novels still. Like I, Harry Potter, like I still love Harry Potter and like, you know, those mm-hmm. sorts of stories. But now I I like one of my favorite books is Just Kids by Patty Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's her yeah. uh autobiography, isn't it? Mm, yeah. yeah. And then I, I love um there's a book by a, I think it's a German author. It's called um The Art of Hearing Heartbeats. Oh, I haven't it's heard of that. It's really one. beautiful. It's really beautiful. And um I love Donna Tart. Uh, the golden thing, the goldfinch. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, and you know, yeah, um, the, the, uh, just kids. I have that on as an audiobook. It's great. Yeah. It's so good. I, 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 I want to say she reads it. Doesn't she? Uh, I, I, I've only read the book. Like the oh, you've only book. read it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ahead of me. I'm just like, well, oh, there's too many words. I'm just going to listen to it. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm huge into the autobiography type stuff. Biographies, I love listening, yeah. and especially when it's written or read by the author. I'm like, oh, this is so rad! Like, 
so-and-so yeah. reading their life to me is incredible. That's, That's kind of why I wanted so to cool. do this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool because you never really like, like you see someone, but you never really get to know what, like what, what their story is and, and um, what's under their skin, you mm-hmm. know, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, I love it, especially with musicians, I feel like, or or artists that you're like, oh, that person just came out of nowhere. And it's like, mm, they've probably been working at this for, you know, 20 yeah. years or so <laughs> many years before that one thing landed for them that you know them for just that one thing. But yeah, I always found exactly. that super fascinating. Um, I think. Oh, go ahead. It's cool. No, it's, it's nice. Yeah. So you get to Stockholm 19. When do you... You, I know you met Derek of Neon Gold. You go to what this writing camp in Nicaragua or something like that. Like what? How late? Yeah. How much later down in your, like how old around were you then? Where like how long had had you been in Stockholm at that point? Um, like um, I, they invited me like in January two thousand and seventeen. Oh wow! So you had been working for a while there, or yeah, at least a so little while there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like doing things in London and I was um, trying to meet the right people and just, you know, like you do, like you meet the right and the wrong people. Like it takes a lot of frogs, like kissing a lot of frogs before you meet the right people. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Well, you don't know the path, right? I mean, you're just trying to meet people and see how. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And especially like as a woman in this industry, it's, so easy to get like in the hands of wolves. Like it's so easy. So I definitely had my share of meeting the wrong people. And then I was, you know, I decided to go on that trip in Nicaragua, just like a leap of, take a leap of faith. And I didn't know anyone. Like I, I was just a stranger in the middle of the jungle. Uh, I lost my I lost my suitcase. <laughs> I arrived at the airport and my suitcase was like gone somewhere in between Sweden and Nicaragua, just gone. I don't know. And it, like it arrived like four days later, but I didn't have any clothes. I didn't have anything. So I was pretty like vulnerable, you know, sure. just being at this place with my hoodie and my 10 layers of clothes from Sweden because it was in the middle of the winter in Sweden. So it was pretty special (laughs) oh my gosh Um, and when i left sweden like i was i was like not in a really good um place in sweden i was just everything was kind of black and white and then i arrived to this place and i was just blown away and it was just like i could see colors again everyone was just so nice and we were just like a big family and i was just amazed by the life that I was like able to live just Mm -hmm. writing music and just focusing on that and eating like amazing food and like having great conversations with like you know like-minded people so it was just a life-changing experience was uh, it like for me yeah I mean going out there with you know, no knowledge of anything, not knowing really anyone there. Right. Like, tell mm-hmm. me, like, do you just tell your family like, Hey, you know, I got this offer to go to Nicaragua <laughs> to this, this musician's writing thing. Like, 
that's yeah where i'm gonna be I mean, like see you later it was it was weird <laughs> for them they were pretty worried you know oh sure um, i mean you get there and your suitcase isn't there and are you like uh is this like a joke i, I didn't <laughs> i didn't get too nervous about okay. it in the end it's just like material things you know it's it's not what really matters Right. But I mean, you're there now, right? You're in a whole nother country with people you don't know. But I have my passport. I have my phone. That's important. Yeah, the essentials. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I thought you were just there with nothing and you're like, "Uh, no, no. Like, it was just like the the checked in luggage with all my clothes and my my makeup, my skincare, you know, all of that. That is also very, (laughs) like, if it would happen to me now, I'd probably be a lot more freaked out. But this was before I turned 25, so I didn't have the same, like my brain wasn't developed enough. (laughs) (laughs) Because honestly, you know, the, we don't develop like, um, uh, I don't know how to say like consequence, like the thinking of the consequence until we're like 25. So I remember hearing something like that. That's crazy. Yeah. And so I think I was just more naive. Mm-hmm. also but it was a good thing for me because i i just took this big you took a huge journey. leap like maybe you wouldn't and a, have done and that huge leap. yeah exactly so i'm i'm just grateful for that journey and like just meeting derek and sarah and lacy and everyone and i was like oh my god this is so nice like people are so nice and you also met what's so not there too correct exactly and we we uh, recorded uh, that single beautiful mm-hmm. in the middle of the jungle so. oh that was actually recorded there too i didn't know that mm-hmm. and it was recorded on a day when the power was out in the entire country so we we just recorded the entire song on a usb mic really oh my gosh and by the time i was also like in a huge fight with my ex in sweden so it was like a horrible day but <laughs> the song turned out good so but then you put out this beautiful song <laughs> exactly <laughs> really so. oh my gosh wow when, when you're at this uh this songwriting thing in nicaragua are you is it like um like what's the scenario look like are you in the middle of the jungle and there's like what cabins that your guys are staying in and kind of just meeting yeah. communally in the middle or like Super what's it look beautiful. like like amazingly beautiful little cabins or I don't even know if I would say it. it's not really cabins. It's just like uh, it's it's hard to describe because it's like little cute tree houses almost like little huts. And, and then there, yeah, like huts. And then there's like music studios in the middle of it. Like it's that's crazy. I don't know how to describe it. It was just like that Surreal. feeling that I got. <laughs> from being there and just also like the stars i've never seen the stars like that they would would just like cover the entire sky from like from from when we went down to the ocean it was like from my feet like all across like it was just crazy beautiful like and i don't even know how to describe that wow journey like it was something else it's like the feeling that you get in your stomach mm-hmm. like when you think about a certain place and it, it just gives you that feeling like i don't know how to describe it it's just mm-hmm. like um yeah a very happy feeling 
Sure. Like coming back and then having that song beautiful. Like, I mean, that song did amazing things, right? Did that really open the door for a lot of opportunity for you? I think so. And I also just got a taste of a different life. And I, I went back home and I was, I was just like, I'm going to give this everything. And I worked my ass off to, you know, to just um, leave the life that I had and to start something new because I was not in a happy place and I needed to, I needed to things to change. So that was kind of like that journey changed a lot of things for me, not only like in like the musical aspect of it, but also like the personal aspect of deciding to like leave a relationship and just um, take the step into a new life and mm -hmm. prioritize myself and my own needs. That's great. So, I mean, so you get yeah. back. Sounds like you, yeah, you changed your, your, your whole life there. I mean, broke up with the boyfriend, yeah. I'm guessing. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, <I> <laughs> You're like, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and then do you stay it, in It Stockholm? was not a hell of, like. Sorry. Go, I know. Um, I was just kidding. It was not a like, happy was relationship. A, you're like, like I'm going to fight with my boyfriend and then I get home and I just changed everything. <laughs> so I'm just thinking. Oh my God. It sounds, it sounds like I'm a horrible person. I didn't. No. Yeah. No. I, I was, it was not a healthy yeah well uh yeah i, I went <laughs> oh i should just cut all that up um i then i went to la for the first time that summer oh really okay yeah i i decided to go to la for the first time and i continued like working with the people that i met in nicaragua and then i went to nicaragua once again in august oh you did Okay. Yeah. Did you go back with um, some of the same people? Yeah, some of the same people. Um, and that was also like such a fun uh, trip. I met like Matt Mason on that trip. And uh, yeah, a bunch of great artists. Wow. And uh, did you record any songs there the second time around? Um, yeah, I did. But. I don't remember if we used any of those. <laughs> I don't think we did. I think we just nothing hit like beautiful did. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, and then, um, yeah, then I. Were you signed uh, with Neon Gold when you had got back to LA, or when you went to LA? Like I, I would. No, I didn't sign. No, they actually like um, on that second trip. They they were like. Uh, they were asking me like, so we want to sign you. And oh, they really wow. like you. And then I, I've already started a conversation with Atlantic as well. So mm -hmm. it was like a perfect timing. And yeah, and we I decided to sign with both. Yeah. Um, and they've been the best group of people ever. Like so yeah. And I decided to move to LA and I went back to LA and yeah. And then you worked with the chain smokers at some point yeah. in there and you're even in the video for hope like was that yeah. soon after you that got was, back the second time uh it was like a year after okay so, so when you get back and you so when you signed were you just working on your own project mm -hmm. yeah okay i was working on my first ep to finish it up 
Okay. And you put that record out. um, And then you also put out She, right? She was the next EP? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So I think last time we spoke, it was Nobody Loves Me. And you put it out for International Women's Day. Yeah. And that was a little bit after that, right? After After the sophomore EP came out? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, that, that, yeah, I put out my second EP and then, uh, that's so weird thinking back because COVID is, it's like weird looking back at COVID, right? Right. I was, I was supposed to go on tour like two years ago. It's the tour that I'm doing now. Yeah. With, with a wonderful, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's crazy, right? I mean, you that's what you were telling me last time was that you were about to do this tour. You got all this stuff, you know, lined up, ready mm-hmm. to go, and then it all shuts down. And then yeah. now here we are, 2022. And oh. what, in a couple weeks or not even, what, next week or so, you're going out on that tour finally? Yeah, that's crazy. It's like so many things have happened. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> It's still hard to like process in some ways. Wow. Wow. And this is your first tour? First big tour? Yeah. Yeah. Excited or nervous? So excited and nervous. Like I can't even describe. It's so fun being back at it again. Like just, you know, finally like doing all these things that I was gonna do like two years ago. Right. And and um, like I'm going on the European tour with Alec Benjamin right after yeah, the US that. tour. That's so massive. And I'm releasing my first album. Uh, so yeah, it's like nerve wracking and so much fun and excitement at the same time. So yeah. Have you had a chance to play a live show yet? I mean, um, since. I've, I've been playing yeah like i've been playing uh some like some a few shows in sweden oh okay mm, so i played one for the royal family in sweden wow like, played a couple songs for them at a skiing event in my hometown and i played at, at a music gala uh yeah i've been playing a little bit so i've been keeping it up but it's mostly been just me and it's and my pianist. So okay. now it's going to be like totally different. With this is going to be like more. Yeah. This is more like a show, you know? Oh, wow. So have you, so, so this is all new. Have you been practicing with the band? Like, are you, is that, yeah. a, I'm sure that's got to be a whole different level. It's going to be so much fun. Like I am so excited. I flew in here from Sweden a couple of days ago and I went straight into rehearsals uh-huh. and uh, I was like, Oh my God. This is insane. Like, just like, what is this? My life set? Is this my <laughs> songs? Like, you know, it's just wild. That's so cool. So you told me last I'm very time. excited. Like, I don't know if you heard the album. Did you? Uh, yeah, I did. And I want to talk to you about it. If that's cool. Awesome. Well, uh, no, I was going to say real quick on the last note on the live stuff. You told me because you played on Stephen Colbert during the stay-at-home thing when the when the television shows, all the late-night shows were you know streamed online, and the you played she the first time you ever did that song like live, right? Wasn't it on t- television? Yeah, that's so yeah, wild exactly. to think. So when you get into the yeah. uh, so you obviously 
have enough confidence to just know exactly what you're doing. So are you like, when you, when you go out to these first shows with, you know, with Oh Wonderful, is that going to be a similar, like, are you going to be just as nervous as you were for Stephen Colbert or not at all? Cause you're ready. I think it's good to be nervous. I'm always nervous going on stage. Uh, okay. But then after a while, it just disappears. Or it does, it's not that it even like disappears. It just transforms into like um, energy. Like mm-hmm. I'm always nervous. Like I can be nervous just going on an event, like meeting people, because I have like a little bit of social anxiety. And I have Same like, big, I, I, like I, and especially after COVID, honestly. No, but I, <laughs> I get nervous. Like, all the time about stuff um and but i think it's in a way it's it's also helpful because it's making me like you know trying my best if i wasn't nervous you know then i it would be like like in the end it's like what what's the worst thing that could happen you know mm-hmm. like sure. forgetting a few words it's like yeah but it's my songs and exactly exactly Um, (laughs) so and i also think it's good to be like a little bit on the edge sometimes and like pushing myself and because then i know i'm gonna do my best and i'm gonna have fun and like as soon as that just I get less nervous. It's so nice to just transform that into just like adrenaline and like the energy of the crowd and people. As long as the crowd is nice, mm-hmm. and I'm happy, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so the record is called Island of the Sun, which is the name of the island you grew up on, essentially, exactly, right? Yeah. And, and it's, it's translation in English. Yeah. So is this record kind of like an uh, autobiography about your life or like, tell me like, why'd you go with that title? And like, how did it, you know, correlate into the record? I just feel like a title is so unique uh, and it represents me uh, in the way that, you know, the Island of the Sun, the first track of the record is, um, the first song that I ever wrote about my hometown and it's not like the album is like an autobiography about me but it's like all the songs are absolutely like chapters of my life so mm-hmm. yeah like in a way um I just felt like going back to that place and like getting to know that place at the core kind of sets the vibe for the entire album so that's why i wanted it like i wanted to name something after the island it's a small island and i think it's so like beautiful and it shaped me in so many ways as a human being and mm-hmm. i i wanted to give something back you know was any of the record or was a lot of it written while you were there or was any of it recorded there at all unfortunately no it wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, like at some at some point, I'm gonna build a music studio, like at my parents' garden or something. That would be, be cool. really nice. Or knock Just on your like neighbor's door, and be like, "Yeah, let me let me get studio. in here." 
<laughs> I don't know if that or guy still lives there. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> or just like somewhere, you know, close to the island, like in uh-huh. some of like the near areas that could be so nice, just like by the water. And mm-hmm. I would love that. Or just because I love like just the entire like um uh, neighborhood and like um the areas like around I don't know how do you say county? Yeah, yeah, yeah. County? County. Yeah. So the entire mm-hmm. county is like super beautiful. And it's one of my favorite places to visit in Sweden. It's so oh, peaceful okay. in the summer and it's you know, a lot of nature, a lot of like good food and locally produced food. So it's really nice mm-hmm. to be there. That's awesome. And was, I think last time I talked to you, you were talking about working on this record. So you've been working on it for a little bit now, or were yeah. those songs, you, so those are some of the songs still being worked on from the, what, what is coming out? Yeah. I mean, there are some songs uh, that I'm going to put on my album that, that was on my first and second EP. Okay. And then there's a bunch of new songs, like you heard, like, mm-hmm. um, uh, NDA and um, um, my brain is freezing right now, but yeah. Like JoJo? <laughs> of, T- tell me about JoJo. Jojo. That's a yeah, song. JoJo. Yeah, JoJo. It's a song that I wrote to myself, basically. Um, my, my real name is uh, Johanna and mm-hmm. my nickname is JoJo. So... I wanted to write a song about that feeling that you get when you just feel completely lost inside the walls of society and inside the walls of just being on the internet and seeing, you know, perfect people living their perfect lives online. And uh, just, you know, being a part of that, but still feeling like you're not. And, and um, just feeling small in this world and dealing with all the emotions just about how, like, how, how segregated it is and how some people can have everything and some people just have nothing and how we're destroying the planet and we have private skies full of vapor trails and some people live um, on the streets they have nothing and like what kind of part do I play in that and how can I change that there's only so much you can do and you know if you don't have the money and if you don't have the power you know it's just basically talking about a lot of heavy subjects and for me it also like made me realize what I value in my life and um I think also COVID made me take a step back and just uh, reflect on what I actually value in my life and how important it is for me to have people close to me that appreciates me for being me and like who I am, like all the good and the bad and 
you know, having my family close to me and all my nephews and being close to the mate. Like, I appreciate a lot of beauty. Because you, mm-hmm. yeah. you spent the corn, you spent the time in, in back, you were in Sweden, right? With your family when COVID was happening? I was, I was half of it. I was in LA. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah. And half of it, I was on the island with my parents. Is that what kind of sparked some of this, the themes for the record was just being home with them? Um, actually, we, we, I, I don't really remember exactly when we started writing JoJo. I think it was before COVID. Oh, really? Or, or during COVID, maybe. Actually, I don't remember exactly. I need to do a, like, a fact check on myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. But I think... I've always had this feeling, like, especially, like, being part of this internet-based universe, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's really weird to navigate sometimes, and it's, it's hard to know what's real, and you know that when you see people online that they don't even look like themselves. Like, there's so much filters and mm-hmm. shit going on. Well, yeah, um, it's like the old, ma- it's like looking in a magazine years ago. It's like, these, these aren't, these are so airbrushed up and, you know, photoshopped. Yeah. And like now it's like, no one's going to post their real life on their Instagram feed. It's going to be the exactly. best pictures of them. The best, the, only yeah. the cool things they're doing are share. They're sharing with other, everyone. It's not, oh man, I had a horrible day today. Let me just post a picture of how terrible I was doing. Like it's always and also, just. Yeah. And also just like with tiktok and everything and everyone's just trying to get famous everyone's trying to get viral Mm -hmm. it's 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 pretty sad looking at younger people and like what they want to do with their careers everyone wants to be like an influencer nowadays nobody wants to be a doctor anymore Mm -hmm. yeah Um, right you know it's weird i have a 14 year old son and that's it's all their friends. It's just all about TikTok and this and followers and likes and uh, creating, mm. like jumping on these trends. And it's like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm so happy I didn't grow up in the age of even having a cell phone and, and like a camera like that accessible. I remember. Like, crazy. <laughs> I remember when I was like, I got, I got my first phone pretty late and it didn't have a camera. So I would pretend that it had a camera. I would like I would play. play <laughs> and I would be like, like look at this picture I took of you. Yeah. I didn't oh. have a camera. I'm trying to think. Like I don't think I had a phone that had a camera until I was much older. Obviously I got yeah, I'm yeah. Anyway, I'm not gonna disclose my age, but like when the phones came out that I had it was there was definitely no uh camera on it or internet accessibility or anything like that. But um, wow, I know it's wild. I was interviewing somebody earlier today and just the perception of like, or just like this whole uh, metaverse and everything there is so crazy to think, right? Like you can yeah. be going to a show of some influencer with a million people of their following that you're basically sitting in your, I'm sitting in this room wearing goggles and like paying to be yeah. at some concert. Like it's so crazy. It is pretty wild. It's like weird. Yeah, I just, I just, um, yeah, and it's hard to, to like, cause we're only so small, like Mm -hmm. we're just particles in the universe. So what can we do? Yeah. 
It's so wild. So wild. Well, at least you get to be around real people, real humans. You're doing two amazing tours. You have your record yeah. coming out. Like a lot of big things have happened in the past, you know, since I talked to you last, like a year ago. Yeah. Crazy things, right? So cool. I'm not, so cool. I'm not just sitting in my house anymore. <laughs> right well you were saying last time that you weren't a fan of the zoom zoom uh songwriting session so i'd imagine that this record was all done in person oh yeah not a single song was created over zoom (laughs) i can assure that yeah (laughs) (laughs) and working with you you also said that there's only two percent of producers are are female mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah isn't that crazy to think and then it's just like i was thinking about that and i bring that up quite a bit in other interviews because i didn't know that fact that you told me and it's like so interesting to me that i have a mac and i have garage band on it and i can tell anyone that i'm a producer just because i can throw some pre-made loop into my thing right and into the timeline and be like oh yeah i'm a producer i can download a thing off of youtube <laughs> and no one would it, people don't question it as they would with, I feel like females have such a harder time cutting through in that regard. Yeah. I think honestly, we have a hard time with as, like everything. Sure. Like we have uh, so much more pressure on us. Just looking at the pressure that we have to perform on stage mm-hmm. and versus a man, he can just stand up with like his baggy clothes and the guitar and everyone's going to worship him. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. and, I didn't even think about and, that either. And and a woman needs to be sexy. She needs to know how to move. She needs to have the perfect makeup. She need like she's gonna be judged anyway. But there's so much more pressure on us and just the body image, like society in general. So I just mm-hmm. hope that it will change. That's like why I love artists like Lizzo so much. Like I think she's changing oh, she's, um, game yeah. for a lot right. of uh, artists. And she's and, brilliant. Um, her and voice she's is incredible. Brilliant. Yeah, and yeah, her lyrics incredible. are just so good. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she knows that, like how to move, but uh, right, just right. like that, the <laughs> pressure, just like the pressure they put on women, uh, and like the way that you know, there's always they they will always talk about us differently. And I just I just wanted to change. I don't want to see any magazines of like zoomed in photos of like women's imperfections you know Mm -hmm. i'm just tired of it i just uh, i don't want my kid to throw up in that type of world whenever i have one you know sure no i completely agree with you did was that important when it came to putting this record together like did you hire female more females to work on the album because i know i think you said that with the song that came out obviously on international women's day that you had it produced by a female yeah it was all all done by females that record uh unfortunately no the album is not like it's probably also like a lot of percent like i think it's like only male producers oh, okay um, i didn't know if that was but, like a theme you're going for but that's no, cool that you, that's amazing you i don't that like on one record though. yeah i just work with people that i love and appreciate and um, mm-hmm. and i have a lot of female writers on this record like um but unfortunately no no female producers 
there's okay. one song. Oh, there's one song that I did with a, a female producer. Uh, Yours tomorrow. That's all female. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. And that's like one of my favorite songs. So. Incredible, incredible. Well, again, congratulations on all the amazing things that you've done over the like since the last time we spoke. I, I can't imagine where you'll be next year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yay. <laughs> And that tour finally getting rescheduled and then doing the Alec Benjamin tour coming up as well. Like I wish you all the luck and I love the, the songs I've heard off the record so far. And I really appreciate your time hanging out with me again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I have one more quick question for you. I asked the same question to you last time before we left, yeah. but um, I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Mm be careful with people who promise too much and uh, make sure that you don't sign anything that's like don't give away your soul that's like one of the most important things I think just to be careful that you work with like really good people and that people actually want what's best for you because you really gotta make sure that you don't put yourself in the position that you're going to regret it like a few years later, you know, mm-hmm. and that, you know, I think that's something that we don't say enough to uh, new artists the, and they, uh, then they just sign away their entire soul. And then of course, be yourself and all that, and, but they already know that. <laughs> don't quit and work hard. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Everybody works hard. <laughs> 